Hi, this is Jen of JenniferThayerKnight.com. Who is the voice of the seven thunders? Revelation offers many mysteries, and the voice of the seven thunders is just that, another mystery. Let's look at who this might be. This week's post, Who is the Voice of the Seven Thunders? The one thing I have missed while living in Montana is thunder. I know that might sound strange, but after living in Southeast Texas and Orlando, Florida, I really miss it. During Orlando summers, you could set your watch on the thunder. Every afternoon between 2 and 5, the sea breeze from each side of the state would collide right in the middle over Orlando, creating this dynamic thunderstorm. In Montana, you may get one or two thunderstorms a year. Last year, we had two peals of thunder. That's it. I love sitting inside under a fuzzy blanket with a good book and hearing the power of nature. In Revelation, there are 10 references to thunder. A couple are about the sound of thunder coming from God's throne. Others are the sounds of horses running. Some are in the judgments. But a mysterious one that caught my attention was the voice of the seven thunders. This passage has intrigued scholars and readers for centuries, as it does not provide any clear explanation of who or what the voice of the seven thunders is. So let's jump in and see who the voice of the seven thunders might be. Revelation 10, 1 through 5 from the NIV says, Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven. He was robed in a cloud with a rainbow above his head. His face was like the sun, and his legs were like fiery pillars. He was holding a little scroll, which lay open in his hand. He planted his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land, and he gave a loud shout like a roar of a lion. When he shouted, the voices of the seven thunders spoke. And when the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write. But I heard a voice from heaven say, seal up what the seven thunders have said and do not write it down. This passage describes a voice that cried out loudly, and then seven thunders uttered their voices. A voice from heaven commanded John to seal up those things and not write them down. So the content of what the thunders said was never revealed. One interpretation of this passage is that the voice of the seven thunders is a symbol of divine judgment. The number seven is often associated with the completeness and perfection in the Bible, and the thunder is a symbol of God's power and majesty. Thus, the voice of the seven thunders could represent the complete and perfect judgment of God. Some scholars say to know who belongs to the voice of the seven thunders, we must look at Psalm 29. So I've gone through, and if you want to go back to the post, you can see I've put in bold font where the seven characteristics of God stand out here in Psalm 29. But as I read it, I'll try to point them out to you so you can know as we go. But this is Psalm 29, 3 through 9 from the NIV. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. That's our first one. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. 
The voice of the Lord has power. That's two. The voice of the Lord is majestic. That's three. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. That's four. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. That's five. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. Six. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. That's the seventh and final one. And in his temple, all cry glory. This psalm leaves me in awe. Reading this gives me such a deep sense of reverence. I'm captivated by these words here in Psalm 29. Nothing else draws me in more than descriptions like this of our mighty God. His voice is over the waters. This immediately takes me to Genesis 1-2, where it says the spirit of the Lord was over the waters. Right from the very beginning of God's word, we see his glory shining. At his voice, he set all of creation into place. And this leads us right in to the power and majesty. Mountains crumble, lightning flashes, and lives are changed at the power of God's voice. It can be as loud as thunder, like we read in Revelation, or it can be that silent whisper that we read of in Ezekiel. But no matter the pitch, what he says comes with power. Just reading the Psalms can show us the majesty of God's voice. The way David speaks with God right here in the Psalms, especially here in Psalm 29, it shows us the splendor of God. His voice breaks cedars, meaning it can crush. We read in the Old Testament of the plagues that occurred, the battles fought, the nations conquered because of his instructions. In Revelation, we see this again, but with the hope of eternity with him. His voice strikes with flashes of lightning, shakes the desert, and twists the oaks. This again reiterates to me that he has control over all things. Now, here's a third option. Could it possibly be that the voice of the seven thunders are angels? Interestingly, in the book of Tobit, which is one of the apocryphal writings, you will find seven angels that surround the throne of God. If you have access to BibleGateway.com or a Catholic Bible at home, you can look up Tobit, and this is Tobit 1215 from the New Catholic Bible. It says, I am Raphael, one of the seven angels who stand ready to enter before the glory of the Lord. Because of this text, there are scholars who would argue that the voice of the seven thunders could represent the voices of the seven archangels who were believed to play a key role in the end times and final judgments. Many times I feel frustrated because I want answers. I want to know exactly who is the voice of the seven thunders? Who is the woman clothed in the sun? Who is the dragon? Who is the beast? But then it reminds me, there are so many mysteries God keeps, so it will keep us searching. We will keep seeking to find the answers, and when we do, we draw closer to Him. When I first read these scriptures from Psalm 29, it captivated me. 
So I put together a guided prayer time for those who are part of my online community and going through Revelation at this time. And by doing that, my reverence for God was deepened and I want to learn even more about who he is. So I want to share this guided prayer time with you, one, so you can benefit from it, but two, so that you can also see what we are doing in our online community. And you can find links to that in our show notes to find out more. But along with this prayer, you will find others that are like-minded and love Jesus as much as you do. And the only thing that can make our group better is to have you as part of it. And pretty soon we're going to be starting something new. So now would be a great time for you to jump in. But I want you to take time and do this prayer. And I will have a link for it in the show notes here as well. It's a YouTube video that you listen to. There's an ocean scene that you can watch, but otherwise it's just for listening. But I would love to hear when you're done how it impacted you. How did God show up in the quiet time? So I really encourage you, if you would, to leave some comments and let me know. And also in the comments, I would love to hear that from these perspectives, which one do you lean towards? Who do you think is the voice of the seven thunders? But before you begin the guided prayer, I really want to encourage you to find a quiet place. I know that can be hard and I know you can't always close your eyes because sometimes people like to do this while they're driving. So don't close your eyes if you're driving. If you can find a quiet place, remove any distractions as possible. In the prayer, we are going with the idea that God is the voice of the seven thunders from Psalm 29. And I read the scripture three times. So I want you to really concentrate on the scriptures as I read it through. And I give some instructions in there, but I want you to pause and take time in between. So there's a music that plays in between. When it's done, you can pause before moving on to the next section. Take as long as you need. Your first time doing this, it's going to be hard. It's hard to sit and be quiet. We're not used to that. We're used to constant bombardment of things. So take time and just be with God. I want you to really take time and listen to see what God might say to you through these scriptures. What might God say to you just because you're actually being quiet and listening to him? I know that's an issue for me sometimes. So I really want you to give yourself time. So if you're struggling, go ahead and hit play and go back and keep going. If you're, if the Lord is really speaking, then take 30 minutes, take as long as you need and really listen and stay focused on God. But allow yourself time to listen. And you can use this and do this as many times as you want. In our online community, we do this. Um, I have several options for you to listen to so that you can keep practicing. But if this is the only one you have, you can keep using it and practicing with it. But being quiet before God, staying focused on the scripture, the Lord says to meditate on the word. And by doing that, it just draws you in closer. So I can't wait to hear about your experience. And I just pray that this time in this guided prayer will bless you as much as it has for me. And I just pray that God speaks to you in mighty and powerful ways, that he draws you in, shows you new things, and that he reveals new traits and characteristics about himself that just make you fall more and more in love with him. Thank you so much for listening. In the show notes, you will find several links. 
you'll find a link to my contact page where you can connect with me and share your prayer requests with me. You will also find a link for healing scriptures, scriptures that you can pray for yourself or for your loved ones. Again, I would love to pray for you and thanks for listening.